0: You're listening to a podcast by Oak Magazine. I would like to acknowledge the Dja people as the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was recorded. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine. And I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow, and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Welcome to the podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, uh, one where we're going to actually turn the tables. So hello and welcome to the podcast,
1: Erin. Thank you. I think it's um, my duty today to say that I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine, Kimberly! <laughs> <laughs> See, the title
0: of the podcast works so well. It
1: does. You did, you're did. you a genius. You did well. And <laughs> I think that it's well overdue to turn the tables and to focus this episode on you and your achievements because you have just come off the back of a huge high. Uh, congratulations, first of all, and I'm going to read it because I need to get it right. Um, you have been named the AgriFutures Australia Rural Women Award runner-up. In the national awards, you're already the Victorian winner. You were up against one finalist from every state in the country and you came second. That's incredible.
0: It is incredible, actually. And it, it's hard to think that that happened just over a week ago and it doesn't feel like it happened. Like that that's the crazy thing. And I think it's because as women or maybe it's just me, I don't sit in the moment. It's like, great, done that what's the next thing I have to do, which is actually the next issue of Oak. So, yes, I have (laughs) really – I've got a really big priority uh, to get to. But, yeah, I just thought that this might be a really nice opportunity to just actually sit and reflect back. And although I've done so much media uh, in the last um, week and a bit off the back of the runner-up, it it hasn't been the story that I probably wanted to share. Like some of the questions are just, you know, they're – Just typical questions that I, obviously, that I expect. But I'm like, are we seriously asking these in 2022?
1: (laughs) I feel like that happens a lot with awards like this. Because it's a female-orientated award, Mm. the questions would normally just start to be about... What's it like being a woman in business and, yes. and things like that? Yes. We'll get into that. But <laughs> where I really want to start is just a reflection on the whole awards process because it has been a process. We're current just for um, I know this is a, a podcast, but just cast your imagination we're sitting in the van that this state award purchased you essentially I feel very special I'm absolutely chuffed I'm on a beautiful couch there's a plant in the corner you know we've got coffees <laughs> and there's a rug uh, and you've decked this van out so you can travel across regional Australia and meet incredible women to feature on a friend of mine podcast and any other little projects that you have. So yeah. let's go back to the very start of you applying for the award that's led us here and led you even further. Um, what made you apply in the first place?
0: Well, interestingly enough, I had been trying to apply to our local business awards mm-hmm. uh we have a regional woman in business I think it is the title not too sure but um literally again I leave everything to the last minute I think that's a journalism thing you know you just you're always deadline. working to deadline yep. anyway I had almost finished my application and went to hit submit and it just said "Yep, yeah, no nah, we're done like obviously the cutoff was I think it was 11 p.m not midnight and that's probably where I got caught 'Cause you know, awards you missed are always it by that much. I missed it by that much. Because awards are always at midnight and so and it hadn't locked me out previously and I'd literally just finished the last question. I was so happy with my answers too, because I'd actually worked on them um, for a couple of weeks again. You leave the submission to the last minute. I can't and you believe it. The and I did, I think I got it in at eleven uh maybe eleven fifty, I think. And obviously they closed at eleven. So again, this sort of, you know make sure you read the terms and conditions, uh, make sure you're prepared. And so I had all that sitting there. And then I'd seen the the AgriFutures Rural Women's Award. And, you know, I've interviewed past finalists, past winners. So I knew exactly what this award was about, um, its prestige, the fact that it has this incredible alumni. Yeah. And that's actually what I wanted to be a part of. And anyway, I'd phoned up just to double check that hey am i eligible for this because it's typically this award is more for agriculture mm-hmm. and they're like no no we've sort of expanded what it can include and it, you know it would be great if you did you know you know submit something i'm like okay so again, 11.58. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> I hate submit. Um, and I think like, of course, I would always recommend that, you know, you do these a lot earlier <laughs> than when that cutoff point is. But I think what helped me in that sense, it was so easy for me to go through those questions. I sat down at eight o'clock that night. Mm. Like, you know, tea is done, the kids are done and sat down and, and yeah, just punched that out because I had already worked on who I was, mm-hmm. what I stand for and what I want to do with Oak. So I, I think that, that helped me. Like I'd been working on myself uh, this, it was last year, um, had been working on myself last year with a business coach and having some um, strategy sessions with Nat Dowling. Um, shout out to her. She's incredible. And I think that really, yeah, helped me submit something that I was really proud of. Yeah. But literally, like Erin, I just wanted to say to them, like, hi, I'm here. Like, I just wanted to get their attention and say, hey, I have a magazine that, has a really um, an audience that is in line and in sync with what you guys do. Like I just wanted to
1: be. Well, on their you got their attention. You won the Victorian Award. Which, I did, w- which was a huge award, award to win. Let's not even start with oh, national. I know.
0: Isn't that the thing? And I suppose that's you go through so many stages. Actually, uh, you go through a phone interview, and then you go through another, like a panel and online one. And um, each stage, I'm like, just so grateful to have made that. But always went. Oh, I'm not gonna get any further. And when we got to, and I think I cried to Lara, um, who looks after the Vic sort of cohort of us, like cried every time she phoned up, and I'm not a crier either. And just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Thank you. And she's like, Yep, okay. <laughs> You're a bit much. <laughs> but when we got to the three of us, so the final three, um, again, you sit in and you listen to what these women are gonna do um and what they are doing, I'm like I've picked the winner like it's that one like this is incredible I've I'm not a chance I have a magazine let's be honest Um, and yeah so I went into Melbourne where we actually get a finalist named and the sad thing is It was off the back of COVID. Melbourne would only allow us to have 10 people at the event. So it was a bit of a, like, oh, okay, this, like, is this actually a big thing? Like I was starting to go, I don't know, is this,
1: like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah.
0: And um, we'd had drinks beforehand. I'd had plenty to drink because, again, (laughs) I didn't think I had a chance. Like, honestly, I brought my podcasting gear to interview the winner. Oh, Kimberly. Yeah. I was like, yep, I know exactly. I want to be the first interviewer and da-da-da. So to sit there... And I will also say, I probably read into a lot of things too much. Like I was reading into when they would post us on social media. I was the last one. Why would you post me as the last one if Nobody I'm going to be the winner? I know. that far into
1: things other than you, obviously. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's for me. That's a very strategic, like that would be a social media strategy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, that's your way, you know, you're inclined to think like that, I suppose. So then you were named the winner. Yes.
0: And just like, yeah, it stuffed up my speech. I didn't have a speech. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't think I was going to win. Just thank you. And then left it at that.
1: <laughs> wow. And with that came obviously the prize, which it was the money to be able oh my to gosh. go it's and expand
0: and $15,000. As a small business owner, $15,000 is incredible Mm -hmm. like it's such a massive amount so for me that fifteen thousand, what i'd pledged that to and you actually fill stuff out and all that to say what you're going to do with it um for me that was to broaden our editorial scope so get more obviously uh more stories published which is you know it's what we need more Mm -hmm. of us um but also the big one was to produce an audio version of the magazine which you're
1: obviously a part of. I am. I'm one of the voices, very (laughs) proud to say, of the first one. But you've achieved it. You've ticked that off. Oh, my gosh,
0: I did. I ticked that off, I reckon, a couple of hours before my national pitch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was really determined to show them that, like, I am legit in this for the right reason. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to get these projects up and going.
1: And for you... I know that it's not just turning your mag into an audio version. Mm. You know the industry. You know that journalism is a very cutthroat industry and it's really difficult to create a career in journalism. Um, I am a former journalist and I've now moved into a different career because it paid quite low and it was really hard for me to sort of um, continue to grow and Mm. move, especially in a regional area. So I started doing something else and you recognised that and the fact that you started the audio mag but you want to focus on getting voices on it for women who are from that industry who maybe need a bit of extra work or or want to use their voices again because they are so passionate about it that is kind of the center of everything you do it's not just about producing the podcast or the audio mag it's it's the reason why and the the voices you're using so Mm. it's really powerful
0: well this is the thing isn't it we have kids and then it's so hard to get back into the industry especially in journalism whether it's you know radio tv or print Mm -hmm. because it requires such incredible hours Mm. like they're huge hours um you're on all the time you're on social media on the top you have to be yeah like they're they're actually exactly there is actually no oh it's a you know it's an optional you need to know what's happening in the media Mm -hmm. and you just personally I don't think we have the bandwidth sometimes especially with a newborn to to be able to do that but even when we do it's just not flexible no it's not isn't
1: no we still have a very long way to go but you've created another avenue for women and I and obviously the judges Saw that and named you the winner yeah. because of that. So then you you've just come back from Canberra where you went yes. for the national award. Talk us through that.
0: Well, so before Canberra, you then go to Aubrey. Mm-hmm. A couple, of, it was probably about eight weeks prior. You go to Aubrey for three intensive days, but really you're there are from Sunday to Thursday, and your schedule is mapped out from pretty much breakfast to tea time every minute is allocated with something.
1: And is this when you met all the other finalists?
0: This is when you meet the other finalists. And at that time I'd probably had my blinkers on still. I didn't really want to know too much about what was happening. Mm -hmm. And obviously you've got your own stuff going on. You've got your own work and obviously it was pretty busy during that time. Um, So, yeah, that was the first time we'd met. Again, you're trying to go into it because it is a competitive situation. Like let's be honest, there's another, there's 20 up for grabs for the winner and 15 for the runner-up. Right. Competitive. It is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but the culture, the environment that they cultivated, AgriFutures team, um, so that's, you know, Belle, Sheridan, Abby, and Ange, um, was one of support and just to be each other's cheerleader. Amazing. Which, yeah, so we are seven. We've started out as strangers, and honestly, I think we have lifelong bonds. Some of us more than others, you know, we've all connected with different ones in that group. Um, but yeah, it was really incredible. So, three days, and what you do over those three days, there's a lot of workshops to you know work on how you present and, and all of that. Um, but literally, you present your pitch, which is a 10 minute pitch, uh, and you present and it gets pulled apart. You put it back together, you present again, it gets pulled apart. So you are receiving feedback all the time.
1: Gosh. Which to, is, can be deflating yes. too because people are ripping you apart. That's your baby. Yes,
0: yeah. And the hardest one was the Tuesday where we had to present a five-minute version. Now, it's hard to – when you've got a story, it's hard to pull bits out and condense that into five minutes. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing. I'd gone in unprepared. <laughs> doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no, but I knew because it was going to be pulled apart. So mm. I just thought I'll go with the bones. Mm. You know, I know what I'm doing anyway, like what I want to do, go in with the bones and then just keep massaging it until we get to the end. So I think that five-minute one probably threw me. Um, you know, my slides didn't line up or anything. This was in front of about 50 Horizon scholars. They're the best of the best, honestly. They're the brightest kids we have in agriculture in Australia. Wow. Yeah. Um there, if you ever, <laughs> if you ever want to feel like the future is in good hands, you just need to be around these kids. But um, each of them got to give us back a sticky note, a post-it note with some feedback.
1: Oh. So
0: fifty post-it notes with feedback. Um, I was feeling pretty good, and then came in to read my post-it notes, and that is where it all fell apart for me. Were they like, brutal? Oh, there was probably, look. On the day, I'd say yes. There was five, maybe seven there that were brutal. And again, Kimberly's picked out the five to seven that are brutal and not focused on the uh, others but that are. You do. Are...
1: It's like social media. You, you can't have the it. negative comments, not the positive ones. You do.
0: Right? You can't help it. Um, and so I actually put them in a pile
1: <laughs> and then literally
0: just focused on them. I'm like, okay, how can I, you know, and some of them, like I've read them back now. And I'm like, oh, my God, they weren't even that bad. It was like, you know, you moved your head too much and we couldn't hear you on the microphone. Oh. I'm like, here I am, like, just that's all I was focused on. Um, you know, you didn't have very confident posture. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. I, and, and I do, I probably, there's little nuances in me where I just like go, oh, you know. But it's
1: not about the content. you know, <laughs> No, it's not it isn't.
0: Of, yeah. And I think I did that at the end, like, oh, my God, that's done. Thank God. You yeah. know, because I was first off the cab as well. Like, it's first cab off the rank, I think it said. But yeah, anyway, focused on that. And that's when it all fell apart. Like I, yeah, cried and just, yeah, just I lost my way. I thought, oh my God, what am I doing here? These other women are saving lives, you know, with their projects and, you know, they share really vulnerable stories. A lot of them have, and this is the thing, those women have to share their story, their trauma over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's a bit of work that you do on yourself before you go in to be able to do that. Again, to be in such a supportive group um, where you have to share those moments. And it's hard because I'd love to share some of them with you all so that you understand like what I'm talking about. But I think that's their story mm. to share, and and look, listen to the Agri Futures podcast. You'll probably um, hear them all share a bit about that.
1: I remember messaging you just before the awards to sort of see how you went and how your pitch was, and and you said to me, um, "These women are amazing, mm. and I don't stand a chance, basically." <laughs> um, which I knew you did, but you said I haven't got the you know, that personal trauma, that no. that really sad story, and. I just thought, is that what it's about or is it about what you've managed to create and how you've managed to lift up women and and connect women in in everything you do with Oak? And obviously it was because you were then named the runner-up. Well,
0: I was, yeah, which is interesting. I think it's because I was told each time I presented, we need more of you and your story. Mm -hmm. And when I introduced myself, I didn't say I had kids. Like it wasn't until we went back through the circle and I said, you will have noticed when we intro ourselves this morning, I didn't mention, I actually have four kids and I think it was like, oh really? Like why? Why wouldn't you be proud of them? Mm. I'm proud of them, but I want to be recognized as Kimberly and not as Kimberly the mum. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: That's something that you've struggled with for a long time, yep. isn't it? Yeah. It is. I, I think
0: I, I struggled to separate both of those. Yeah. Or I'm working so hard to separate them both when there's probably a really there's probably a big overlap between them.
1: Did you find that um, any time you meet with a woman in business, which is all the time, um, that, that that's a huge part of their business is balancing their family life oh. and, and being a mum, it, it becomes part of it?
0: Absolutely. It's, it's the reason why some of them do start their businesses. It's for flexibility. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's to find purpose. So they'll be on maternity leave. And um, I think pregnancy is incredible like that. It, it gives you that one time depending how many kids you have. But it's that one time where you actually have this moment to change directions in your career. Mm. You have space and time to think, does this actually light me up? No. Great. I've actually got an out here. I'm on maternity leave. I don't have to go back. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Mm -hmm. Um, So... In that sense, I think, yeah, having kids and maternity leave is an incredible opportunity. But, you know, that's why some, yeah, some women start their own businesses and are really proud that they have kids. And and I am proud and it's so funny. You always start with, I love my kids, but. <laughs> it's such a, why we use that segue beyond me, but, yeah.
1: Do you think that it's important for women in business to, to declare that or, or oh. not? or? I, like, I find like it's something that you find quite difficult to define, I suppose, is business and family life because you are running it yourself. Your business becomes your life. Oh, it does. So then that juggle has to slot in with that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Maybe it's that corporate side of me, I think, too, Erin, coming back through of trying to make it up that ladder with kids and never being able to. Like it's it, had always been a question. I remember sitting in interviews and being asked, how many kids do you have? Do you plan on extending Ugh. your family? Like we know that that actually cannot be asked. Well,
1: your heart drops because you go, I uh, want another one and you're not going to hire me now because you yeah, said that. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't want me to go on leave. Yeah. Or-
0: do you know what? In the national pitch, there was actually a question. And I said, you're actually asking me this because I have four kids. And they said, well, yeah, we are.
1: Wow. So it was
0: more, can you commit to the media you know requirements that come with this award
1: wow yeah
0: so i mean it's and i understand why they've asked it 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 just probably not knowing what how our family is set up like david is that that primary stay at home figure like he's he's more of that than i am Mm -hmm. so he's able to run the household while i go off and travel and stay away from home from extended periods when i say extended periods i'm talking um so max is usually five nights Mm -hmm. If you've got four kids and your husband works full-time as a school teacher and loves health and fitness, like, you'll know that that's actually a really massive juggle. Oh,
1: well, I think, though, it's still not normal. It, no. And I put that in sort of yeah. quotation marks because people still go, oh, wow, she does what? It's yeah. not... Uh, It's normal for a a man to do it quite often, to go away for work, but it's still not something that is seen to be um, completely in balance. Not at all. For women to be able to go and do that. And I know, you know, you don't have babies. You're not breastfeeding or anything like that. Your children are all pretty self-sufficient, I assume. Yes, that's how we've... It's you know, how we've
0: brought them up, yeah. like intentionally, you know, tried to make them responsible for those jobs. And um, those that have big families, you'll know, like when you have a big family, the only way to make it work, when people say, how do you do it all? It's because you have a big family and everyone's required to do something, yeah. you know, um, whether it's cleaning the toilet, like the, everyone has a job because as two parents, you cannot do that yourself. Like everyone needs to do something.
1: Have you found it challenging to have those conversations with your husband to say, I need me time, or I'm stepping away, or I'm working. I'm busy. Is there a bit of um, guilt that comes with it? No, or? it's more him
0: saying. So only recently, because I must have just said a couple, like I really need a holiday. Mm-hmm. Like I just need, um, and I know I travel and I have time out, but that's still work. Like I'm on the ball, you know. I'm switched on the whole time traveling. I'm just like I need a like I need a holiday. I need just three days, four days somewhere warm Mm -hmm. because, my God, Victoria is wet and miserable at the minute. And I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, he dropped some cash into my account. And it just said, treat yourself, you know, just he said, you need to go and book somewhere and just go away. Every other husband
1: is so mad at him right now because all (laughs) the women listening to this are going to go home and say, what the? (laughs) I have
0: struck it lucky. I have not molded him by any means. He came to me like that. Uh, So I actually have his parents to thank for that. He did, I mean, they've done a remarkable job at, at, you know, creating a man who, helps out around the house who recognizes that it is a partnership mm-hmm. um, that it's just not one one of us that are the parents and um, and look he's been he's been amazing right from the start um, I remember it, having our first, and he was always great with that, you know, reading the books before I did. And it's like, well, well if you're going to read I'll just ask you the
1: questions. <laughs> great, great.
0: But, um, you know, I think it came to a point uh, where we were back in Melbourne. So we were living in Melbourne when we had our first and came back to Bendigo to have uh, Zakai and then went back to Melbourne. I'd had a Caesar, so obviously I couldn't drive anywhere. David went straight back to work. He was a landscaper at the time working on the other side of the city. So it was sort of gone 12-hour days and that isolation Mm -hmm. just crept in. And I know when we talk about isolation, we talk so often about rural and regional, but isolation for me was when you don't have a community around you Mm -hmm. and that can happen in the city.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. so
0: um, that was a huge thing for me to, to, be in the, to be in Melbourne and not be able to go anywhere, um, you know, not have anything around me. I, I had to walk everywhere really. Yeah. Nothing was in walking distance. And I had a newborn, first kid at 23, had no idea what I was doing, wow. you know, tired, yeah, no support system. And um, I remember, yeah, David came home one day and I wasn't there. I'd packed everything up and come back to Bendigo, like I just couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, I mean, ideally I should have had some conversations with him. (laughs)
1: What you just packed and left? I just packed
0: and left. So he got back from work, and yeah, I wasn't home. Um, So you think
1: you had left him?
0: I think so. Yes. I mean, poor David. He has a great podcast in him somewhere, or a great book. The poor thing. I'm
1: in here.
0: (laughs) Um, and I shouldn't laugh. Like I mean, I can laugh now because it's been 16 years, and and you know we've talked about it so so much. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I wasn't in the right headspace yeah. either so I've had um, you know mental health issues as a young adult as well and you know been on antidepressants and and done all that and um, and maybe maybe that should have been a conversation somewhere along the line with my GP or my obstetrician or mental health nurse someone to say hey you've had these issues as a young adult you might be more likely to feel that way again and this is what you need to do. Are you always stressing and guessing when it comes to your social media marketing? Do you feel like your effort doesn't bring the results you need or you don't know how to check? Well, you need to check out my friend Mac and Ernie. Erica McInerney is a qualified marketing strategist with 25 years real experience, putting advertising, marketing, and social media to work. She's focused on regional and rural businesses, teaching you the skills and confidence to develop strategy, Measure results and keep that content machine running. For free tips, follow Mac and Ernie on social media or head to macandernie.com.au to find out more. Now back to the show.
1: And through all of these years, where you've obviously um, been through these battles and, and had to learn the balance and and how family life works. I guess it, that's how Oak was born, right? You, yeah. You realized you needed to do something for you.
0: Yep. I have a love of print. Like I love print, and it's um, and there's been a magazine for every stage of my life as well. Like it, you know, again, as a as a young kid, you're reading Smash Hits, and then you know, <laughs> Shop Till You Drop, Girlfriend. and Girlfriend and Dolly, and I mean, I skipped those two and went to Cosmo and Cleo, yep. so they were my sex ed, and like there are, they are so influential. Magazines have such an important role in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd argue, yeah, I'd sort of challenge anyone to say no to that. Like think back when you've had a magazine, you've read it, and they change the way we think about how we should look. You know, based on makeup and body size, mm. everything. like They're so
1: influential. They
0: are. And I never said positive influences. No. But, yeah, there was a point there where there wasn't a magazine that, that spoke to me. So that's, you know, why I started Oak as well. Mm. But also I had someone, you know, saying to me, if you want to do it, just do it. Like what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And obviously he, um, you've got a, a family to run at the same time and he obviously saw so much in you and knew that, that it was able to become a, a very viable business for your family. So he obviously knew that you were just going to take it and run with it. So props to him <laughs> for know, sticking it out. I know, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the award um, because we haven't even got to you being named runner-up yet. Yeah, no. Yeah, we'll um, we'll get to Canberra. So you went to Albury, you did yes. your pitch. Yes. You met all of the other incredible finalists. Oh,
0: they were, they really were, and I have some really good friendships with some of them as well. Mm-hmm. And I, when I say some of them, I don't mean that I don't like the others. It, that's just how it happens, you, connect, you know. With there's people. seven people, and you connect with some more than others. So um, on the day of my pitch, I was actually feeling okay, and and that's a thing. Like you was just so tired. I hadn't slept, and um, you know you have all this, you have so much work to do, and then you'd have to do your business work on top of that. Mm. And during that time, I was trying to launch the audio version of the magazine so that I had something to say, hey, look what I've done with the, the national, um, with the Vic, the state win. Um, but I went in, I felt really confident with my pitch and everything. So I presented, my slides went with my words, everything went perfect, the questions were great, I answered them as best I could, I walked back out and um, there was one of the Ag Futures team there and she said, so how did you go? And I said, I fucking nailed it.
1: Yes. And she's
0: like, okay, good on you. And I said, no, like not in a, a sense that I've won this. I said, oh, my God, I, I nailed that. Everything went how it should have. My presentation went to, you know, my script and I didn't read too much off my script. Like I'd, yeah, I, I was really, really proud of how far my presentation had come mm-hmm. Um, that I'd sort of hit every key point that I wanted to I hadn't stuffed up. I hadn't wished I'd said something different, yeah, and like I'd left it all on the table.
1: yeah, good on you, and that's all you can. Oh do then, it was isn't it? such a
0: good feeling. Yeah. Like, honestly, it was just like this weight had been lifted off my shoulders.
1: You still had a bit of doubt in yourself, though, because of who you were up against?
0: Yeah, so I'd picked the winner. And I would like to say that I had picked successfully uh, who was going to win uh, the award. Um, And that was just looking in from, I think, the outside as well, from a media perspective, who, who looks... Who has a great project, obviously, absolutely. And, you know, has it got, you know, can it go national? All of those. So looking at all those boxes that, you know, AgriFuture's Rural Women's Award ticks anyway, but also looking at it and going, man, that that story needs to be out in the media as well. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And so um, the awards happened in Canberra at Parliament House, which I can imagine was pretty glitzy and glamorous. And, I've um, never
0: been to Parliament House. Yeah. I did legal studies and we didn't go that year. <laughs> I think it was the only year that didn't.
1: And then um, you were invited to this fancy dinner, mm. which was in non-COVID time. So did you get to let your hair down a little bit and have lots of people oh, there? And...
0: Again, it's a huge day. You know, you've got stuff on, you know, breakfast, lunch, and then, you know, tea sort of thing. So... Um, Going in, I actually didn't have an outfit. I know this shouldn't be about outfits, but I literally didn't have an outfit picked out. I had one, but it was so flowery and I started to doubt it. And anyway, got one. So not that that, any of that matters, but I think when I'd locked in on what I was going to wear, I'd sort of locked in on the day then. I'm like, okay, this is happening tonight. I've got my outfit. I'm in the zone. Um, Yeah. I think for me to be at Parliament House with 550, 40 people i think it was wow it was such an incredible experience um yeah but an hour before the an hour before we needed to go so the finalists needed to be at the gala um i got a phone call and i haven't mentioned this um anywhere else but i got a phone call uh from extended family not my immediate family uh just to let me know my most favorite person in the world who is my nan mm-hmm. uh those who know me really well know my grandparents Uh, everything to me. Like I've spent so much time with them as a, as a young, as a little one and God, at all stages of my life, like they've really raised me. Um, Yeah. That she uh, was in hospital and had been for a little while and um, it wasn't looking good. And I really need to start considering getting up to, you know, rural far North Queensland to organize goodbyes. Like it's that time now. And I'm like, and it just hit me for six. Like I sort of, yeah, I, I actually hadn't known that, that any of that had happened. I'm like, okay, I've actually gotten awards in an hour. Yeah. Um, I need to actually put this to the side for a minute. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we just wanted you to know. I'm like, thank you. Uh,
1: you can't park that in your brain though, no. surely. Yeah, so what did you do? Just pull your socks up and walk forward? Uh,
0: I sat there. I had my sister-in-law with me and she knew something was up because she was sitting looking at me. Because we, we must have been sitting on the couch. I was actually going to get up and do my makeup. I'd done my hair and everything. And um, I just and explained it to her. And she goes, oh, my gosh, that is shit timing. <laughs> I'm like, yep. And I just went to the bathroom and just started crying. Yep. And, um, yeah, just got it out. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, okay, I need to compartmentalize. This is what I do best is yeah. put my personal life in a box and get on with work yeah yep so yeah puffy eyes and just moments there and just thinking yeah for that one that whole hour it was all about my god how am I going to get up there what am I going to do how am I going to see her yeah it's it's not like I grew up next door to my grandparents like next door like they've always been there I can just drop in and you know, even with the kids, like we drop around after school every day and see them. And um, she only moved this year, like at the start of January. So COVID was really hard for her. She felt really lonely and isolated um, as much as we tried to, you know, to be there and see her. Uh, So she decided to move up closer to her other uh, kids up in far North Queensland and obviously nicer weather for her. Uh But yeah, I just, thought oh my god how am i going to see her like have I, you managed to no and I, and I suppose this was a thing um the awards just took over yeah. to be and it, it does oh, i just huge. exactly and i think to have come runner up comes with a lot of media and you just you have to be in the zone like that's part of work isn't mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you you have to yeah you you have not expectate but yeah, you you need to be there.
1: When you're running your own business, you don't get sick leave. I don't. You don't get bereavement leave. You don't get annual leave. If no. you take time off, your business just stops, I guess. It does. You don't really have staff. You run it all on your own. It's, like- yeah.
0: So I think that was the hardest. It's like, well, I've got a job to be done. Um, nothing can be done in the next 24 to 48 hours. So yeah, I just did what I had to. And I think on the drive home, you know, from Canberra to Bendigo, which is like seven hours. Um, yeah, just I was exhausted. Just sat in the car, and again, just couldn't. Probably couldn't process everything. And at the same time, I still hadn't talked to my husband. He still didn't know that I'd won um, runner up, and hadn't spoke to my mom or my si- like anyone, to be honest. Like it, it you were just in this bubble. It's crazy to think actually. There was
1: so much talking about it with media and you had appearances to do and, and yeah. you were sort of pulled away into this bubble. What was that like? Did you feel like was, a celebrity?
0: You do actually. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Um, so you're announced, the, the two winners are announced. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I say winners, I, I mean it as winner and national runner-up. Yeah. Um, just easier to say the two winners. Yeah. Um. So we're both announced. What was that? That was about quarter past ten. And then you're literally taken into media. Wow. And when you come back out, the party's over.
1: Oh, boo! <laughs> you get you get all so, the fun. It's yeah. like a wedding when you have to go and get photos oh my while God. everyone else is drinking. We just
0: kept talking. It was like a wedding. This is the thing. Like um, you know, the photos. There's like a you know, a clipboard with just sheets of, well, we need this person with this person and then that person with that person. And I mean, it was like an hour and a half of photos at the start. And um, so, yeah, media, straight into media. It hasn't even settled in. You haven't spoken to anyone to get those first thoughts out because sometimes that's the important thing. Get that first version out of your head so who copped that? (laughs) I don't know. Well, I will say my two favourite interviews. um, The first one, her name was Katie and I think she's with ABC. I'm not sure because I actually haven't heard the interview. I haven't seen it. Um, But we went into what they called a green room, but really it was just this tiny little cupboard space. It was orange with two chairs. Um, I took my heels off, got a coke because i hadn't eaten or drank for the whole day um and just sat there and yeah that was my favorite interview i think because i was comfortable and she asked great questions yeah um but it's all a blur i don't even know what i said then we had a couple more we go home we wait for them to send our media schedule through for the next day so that came through at 2 a.m in the morning goodness me um and then it said "Had a l- <laughs> hope you get some rest this evening We'll see you. For me, I was at seven to be hair and makeup ready at seven at Parliament House and poor Steph was six. Um, So, yeah, there's not a lot of sleep time. There's no time working on your key messages. It's like I actually just need to close my eyes for a minute.
1: So AgriFutures pimped you out to, (laughs) you know, TV (laughs) and radio and you just had to go with it. They
0: did. And, look, I completely understand why. And you would too. It's media. Oh, yeah. You have to leverage because what media is is news in the moment. It's not what happened, you know, this week. They want you the morning after. That's your time. Yeah, they can't get us that moment. So, And admittedly, there was some media that was there at the event that got us. So I think, I don't know how many interviews Steph did, but yeah, I did two or three. Two or three. She might have done the same, like then and there. So
1: you've you've obviously featured on media around the country. In the lead up, just after your pitch, I think you were on Better Homes and Gardens. Is that right? I
0: don't think I was. Did they come and film something with
1: you? No, I know what you.
0: (laughs) So we got a video. um, This is my fault, actually. We got a video filmed, right? Yeah, and um, it's just some of the behind the footage, behind the scenes footage I got. It was with Kate from Winter Creek Flowers in Malden and myself, and it looked like an episode of Better Homes and Gardens. I think,
1: right? Yeah. No, because you're not the only one. I was so, like, you know what? That's how good I think you are. That I was like, oh wow, they're filming her for Better Homes now. No, what next? Because I just said, oh, um, and next, and yeah, watch out. We'll be on Better Homes and Gardens next. I thought that was, yeah. Legit. Oh, I know. So maybe After I need you to- win awards like this, and your business gets propelled into spotlight. You can't make jokes like that because people think you're serious. Oh Kimberly. my god! I mean, <laughs> that's a, I would <laughs> because we
0: did. We looked like. It looked like an episode. I, I thought it was. <laughs> yes. Because we're like walking through the paddocks and talking and then looking at flowers and all. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, oh my great. God, this is like an episode of Better Homes and Gardens. That
1: is, well, someone needs to call Noni <laughs> Hazelhurst and get oh, you on. It's Joe God. Griggs now, isn't it? It is. We'll it get is. you on. We'll get you on. Oh, that's hilarious. What's the impact of the media been like? Uh, uh, maybe not Better Homes. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, your Sky News, ABC, everything you've been on. Have you had. An increase in following or yeah. interest in ICAL. And when you
0: say all of that, like we did, we get to Parliament House and they were sitting that day plus there were some dignitaries in. So Parliament House was apparently really busy. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, again, I wouldn't know because I've never been there. If that's normal. But, yeah, everyone kept saying, oh, my God, it's so busy. But you're up on this level and there are all the media there. Like it is actually, and even though we're from media, to see an insight into that is always incredible. Like all these little studios and... Um, There's things being filmed around every corner. Mm -hmm. That, for me, I think is going to be the most memorable experience, actually, is experiencing that as stressful and as tired and as caffeine-deprived as I was. (laughs) Yeah, and as nervous as I was because I hadn't had... I hadn't prepared a speech, um, so I didn't have my key talking points, <laughs> which I'd been told to to organize way before we got there. Um, again, I didn't think I was going to win. Um, yeah, I was probably really nervous about that whole thing. But in terms of the, like, what came off the back of that, do you know what? To be honest, I have to be honest about this: a hundred new followers and maybe a thousand dollars in sales.
1: Okay. So Which you're not is nothing. overly tough. Well,
0: I don't know. I, yeah. I don't think I am. Yeah, but like you know, yeah, gotta say that it's good. <laughs> I any followers is great, and any yeah. sale is amazing. But I think it's because people have again. You've got these people telling you after you win an award, oh my god, it's so, you're so successful. This is going to be so great for your business. Oh my god, you just must have followers rolling in. And it's like, well, here you have people telling you this, but reality is that, well, no, I hadn't been working well I haven't had a magazine out so I haven't had sales revenue come in I've had a couple of workshops but it's through a quiet period at the time so really I haven't had any income coming in so my bank balance isn't totally you know national runner-ups Not all glitz no. and, and
1: parliament house no
0: and I think people think oh you've got the grant yeah but that's actually allocated to other things like that money has to be used. It and it's not for the van. I wasn't able I bought the van off the my own back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it couldn't it could never have been used for the van. That was just actually something that came off the back of winning the Vic Award. I was just so I felt so confident about what I was doing and had the courage to say, Hey, I think this is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, so I think it's hard. And then you know, you don't have lots of followers and you don't get a lot of sales. You're like, well, Am I deserving of the win then? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, all these these thoughts go through your head. I it's guess so you, hard to stop it. You
1: snap back now to reality. You've <laughs> well, you got do. issue 12. You've just mm. celebrated 5 years of Oak, which yes. is huge. I remember when you said I'm, I want to start a magazine and now it's a magazine a podcast an audio mag yeah. and you know it flips to a travel mag and a wedding mag <laughs> and it's not just, you know, Central Victoria, it's no. it's nationwide. You've just received the the grant for the the federal award um on the back of the state one. So, do you look and go, okay, 5 years of Oak? Where am I going now? What am I doing with this?
0: Yeah. Um, Yes, absolutely. Like I think for me, I've got all my streams that I want to do. Like I think I've got them set up really well at the moment. As you said, you know, we've got print, we've got the podcast, um, we've got the van, uh, you know, we've got the flip covers. Like everything's there. I think over the next couple of years, I just want to solidify that. I want to actually get a team around me.
1: Good.
0: So, yes, I have incredible country like writers and photographers that helped me out couldn't do it without them and I've got this great little group at the moment that believe in the ethos of oak better than I do um, they know what story we're looking for they write with minimal editing that is a lifesaver yes. um the photography's beautiful like all of that but I need a salesperson like I literally do need ad dollars coming in and, uh, yeah, I need someone to do my socials for me. And, you know, there's so many things that I do want to do just to I want to be better at what I'm doing already.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's when it comes back to being a business, I suppose, because costs come with staff. When yeah. you can do it yourself, it doesn't cost you anything other than all of your time and energy. Um, but when you need to hire people, then you need to say, okay, is that worth it? Am I going to get that back? So is, yeah. are you at that crossroads oh,
0: now? always, always. And I think that's a conversation that I have with so many other business owners. Like, how did you make your first hire? And so the advice is always, you know, when you bring someone in, you will actually start to make more money. So yes, it costs you a bit more at the start, but you actually need to do that to make more. And I think that's the hard thing to get your head around because as you said, you're always... But I can do it myself. Yeah. But it's costing you time, and it's time a with risk your family. Outlaying money until you know what it's going to bring in. I know it's, yeah, it's really, risky. really hard, and it's hard finding the right people. Mm-hmm. Like there's got to be the right fit yeah. for your business. And um, I, I do work because I'm small. I'm nimble. Decisions are made really last minute. Things change. Like it has to take a pretty special person, I think, to put up with me probably. I don't know. I don't, you know, there's got to be some of that in there too.
1: Oh, well, back yourself. Um, obviously, you, you doubt yourself as I think any person does, but I think the last 12 months and these awards that you've won and the people that you've met and been on the same level as, even though you may not feel like you are, you well and truly are, I think that that if, if nothing else, if it's not giving you the followers you needed or the revenue you needed, <laughs> hopefully it, it at least gives you that confidence to say, you know what, I am making waves here and I can keep going.
0: Yeah, but I think the, the main thing is, though, like, you know, our website views are up, like all our impressions and views are up, which means more people are looking at Oak, which means more people are seeing our stories. And that's the most important thing. Mm. You know, we are we are talking about the need for more women to be visible in the media and that hopefully just sows a little seed for someone to sit back and go actually I'm looking at the front page of you know the newspaper today there's no women there turn to the next one like how many pages do you have to flick until you see a story that you are reflected back in
1: and it's not by lack of stories being out there.
0: My God, no, it, it actually isn't. You
1: fill magazines with stories, you which do. are incredible, and people don't know about them if they don't read it.
0: No, so. they don't. Um, so there's a few things that work back into that, I reckon, Erin, is that if ever in your business you are, and I'm talking more corporate, if someone comes, they say, I want to speak to someone about X, Y, and Z, you need to put your hand up and say, well, actually, I can speak about that and try and take the mic, Mm -hmm. okay, because otherwise it'll always be deferred back Mm -hmm. to your CEO or to an executive director, to someone in a leadership position. Then we start talking about we need more women in leadership positions. Like it's also intertwined, you know, like everything leads to the other and um, sometimes it's just about our kids, our girls seeing what's possible. Mm -hmm. I remember my daughter asking me, it was on International Women's Day And why we have the day and, you know, discussing it. I've got two boys, two girls, you know, and discussing it with the kids of why it exists and why it's important. And she said, well, can girls be firemen? I'm like, well, yes, of course. Again, I've never seen a fireman that's a girl. And I'm thinking firemen. It's because we say, By a man, Yeah. Uh,
1: even for her to have to ask that question. Oh, is, of it's, course, you can. Yeah.
0: And I'm talking, she's grade six yeah, as well. So I would hope that she had, se- but then when I think about it, probably not. Like, I don't see many women in the fire brigade. And if I do, they're always in an admin sort of role. They're the media comms person. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I just put a call out on socials, um, on Insta and yeah, we got a couple like of women who are in the brigade, uh, volunteers, some of them, but it was really nice that there was a, this really huge mix of ages, like from young to, to, you know, someone in their late sixties, you know, volunteering. And I'm like, wow, that, as you said, the stories are out there. We just, need to share them more
1: and you do those stories and and young girls like your daughters would see that and go oh yeah women are firemen i saw it in oak yeah and and it it does it changes the perception and the conversation yeah so it's it's important it is
0: it's one of the other things like when i talk to people and it it might sound like i'm ranting but um you know only 30 percent of quotes and bylines around that are attributed to women Mm -hmm. and this is in australia so what does that mean? It means we are only hearing the voices of men. Now, yes, they've definitely got the talent to write stories and that, but they actually have a biased lens of gender. Mm-hmm. So they can't tell it the way we can.
1: No, we, we do view things differently. Absolutely. I don't think we can say we're, we're all the same we're not. person. Mm. Men and women do think differently. But yep. it's important to share both, both, both of those sides. Both of
0: those, yeah. So, you know, when you do see a woman in media, Daisy Pierce. Yeah. Probably a classic example, I think, at the moment with what's going on. Um, you know, just think like this is a female in the spotlight. She's trying to have a voice. Like we actually oh, all need to back her. She's got to have the
1: thickest skin. She
0: does, She'd and this is it. exactly. And I yep. think this is what we forget that these people are in the media it doesn't mean that they're not affected by, mm. you know, the the trolls that come out.
1: People are people, no matter what TV screen they're behind. Everyone's human. Yeah. Mm. Yep.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think it's definitely important. I'm so so grateful that AgriFutures have recognised the magazine as making a difference yeah. and can have impact. Within rural and regional communities, like that's incredible.
1: It is incredible, yeah. And I'm incredible to see where it goes next. Um, I feel very privileged. I feel like I'm part of the Oak family. Oh my
0: gosh, absolutely. Um,
1: I'm honoured <laughs> that you've asked me to come and help you share your story today because I think we could we could talk for hours. Um, there's lots of lots of bits to it. So maybe this is just part well this is the second time you've spoken about yourself so this is part 2 of your story but yeah it's will it's a couple of years yeah, again yeah <laughs> yeah and i can't wait yeah. to see where oak goes in the next 5 years because you've uh, grown so much and God developed has. so many you know different offshoots in that time yeah. it's just going to keep going which it ha-
0: like when i think about it i took 2 years off during covid like, I really didn't work on the Mac. Yeah, I mean, the podcast was probably the bigger thing. And also, um, Instagram doing live IGTVs every Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, and, and connecting with people. So, yeah, I probably do. I do need to sit down and journal just how far I've come and maybe put some positive affirmations up yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it is incredible how much it's been embraced by people which... before we
1: completely wrap up can you give us an issue 12 teaser have you got oh a story in or something that we all just you know can't wait to read or or Ooh. is there anything you're still looking for to piece it together that we can sort of help you with while we've got the mics on
0: yeah yeah in terms of the front cover uh i have pitched it to someone yep. to be on the front cover they have said yes it's now a matter of okay like we don't come out till christmas which, again, is like two months away, like if we say 1st of December, it's a good two months away. Like I actually need to sit down and go, right, what does their media schedule actually look like over those two months? Because we don't want to have that person who is on other front covers, okay. if I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. yeah. So just some insight into that. Ooh, so
1: it's someone pretty dishy. <laughs>
0: Oh, look, it's no Samantha Wills. I will always <laughs> say that because she has been my absolute favourite, like, front cover. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, I'm, yeah, totally crushed What issue on her. was that? That was issue six. No, seven. Issue seven. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I still, it's a pinch me. And the fact that, you know, she came to Bendigo, I think that was
1: the, the massive, like. And you had a whole event. And had a yeah.
0: whole event. Um. But yeah, it's more that, you know, you want, you don't want the same person on five front covers at a newsagent's. Like that's not good for any of us in terms of media. Like I'm actually very conscious of what other media publications put on their front cover because I, yeah, I don't want to do the same. Like that's, yeah, it's not good for all of us to dilute someone's story like that.
1: No, of course not. Well, I can't wait to find out who it is and, and what the next issue is going to be. Like, It's the first issue on the back of the award and, and your name being put out there a lot more nationally. So I'm really hoping that you fill it full of ads and make millions of dollars. But that's, I know that's not the purpose behind no. anything that you do. Yeah, it um, isn't. And it'll be exciting to
0: see. Which is really nice, actually, because um, I know this is probably the struggle that I have. You know, you're told to create a business that makes you money
1: yeah
0: but yeah it it hand on heart like it's more than that for me of
1: course it is. like it really is yeah it needs to be otherwise it wouldn't be successful
0: maybe yeah Yeah.
1: no one likes the nine to five grind just to make money that's why people are leaving it
0: right i know i know no one would ever hire me back into a nine to five like i'm just not good with red tape and but why like why are we doing it this way because it's the way it's always been done but why? why
1: that's why oh. you are the AgriFutures mm-hmm. national runner-up um, for the rural women's award well congrats again it's thank been you, Aaron. so fun to catch up as i said we could just keep talking forever um but yeah. we will catch up again thank and you looking forward and to i seeing appreciate
0: you growing really do appreciate um you taking time out of your sunday uh to interview me like i, I do i've know what a big thing it is to take time out of family especially on a weekend like here we are on a weekend my gosh
1: it helps that you have a roaming van and we're currently in the driveway (laughs) of my house so well done you oh
0: brilliant thanks so much good on you kimberly now before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media and if you have any questions we'd like to celebrate a win can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at oakmagazineau. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine.